But change is a process. What does it mean to change? Well, to change means to alter, to shift, or to make different. Um, on occasion, I'm able to, to purchase uh, a new suit, uh, but suits, by and large, do not always come pre-tailored. And so what I've had to do is I've purchased a suit online or something like that. I've had to bring the suit to the tailor and so that they could hem the pants and make it just right and possibly uh, do something with the coat. In other words, to make alterations. Well, I believe that we're going to the Holy Ghost alteration shop this morning. And I'm just wondering... Is there anybody in this place that senses that God may want to do something different in you? Anybody sensing some shifts taking place? I mean good kind of shifts. Amen? To where our lives begin to take a different form and a different shape for the glory of God. And so in order for change to take place around you it must begin within you change as i said begins with the renewing of the mind now i've discovered this that i really enjoy change but i don't always like the process of change anybody else like that in the house so change is a process Change can be very difficult, but when God is involved in ordering your change, he is right there to enable you to help you to change. You see, his commandments, or we could say it this way, his leadings for our lives are enablings. He'll never ask you to do something that you're not able to do. I love what Paul said in Philippians 4.13, He said, I can do all things through Christ. In other words, I can change because Christ in me is there enabling to help me to change. Let's say this with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, let's look at our text today. Let's look over at Romans chapter 12. And notice with me in verse 1 and 2. And we're going to look at the scripture from different uh, viewpoints today. Romans 12, verse 1, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, it is your spiritual worship. It is your responsibility to do something with your body. You know, Jesus already did something in your spirit. When he came on the, on, to the inside of you, you became a brand new creation. <clears throat> a brand new creation that never existed before. But, you know, we still have the same body. And have you discovered that your body sort of likes to do some of the same things that it did before your spirit was born again? No? Okay, well, good. Yeah. Let's go home. Praise the Lord, you're good, you're perfected, you're ready to go. Amen, amen. That's why he tells us 
to present our body to God as a living sacrifice. Now notice with me, verse 2, and be not (coughs) conformed to this world, but be ye transformed or changed. That word transformed there is metamorpho. We get our English word metamorphosis from it. It's what happens to a caterpillar. A caterpillar through the process of metamorpho becomes a butterfly. And so be not conformed to this world. The mere fact that he told us not to be conformed to this world means that it is very possible to be conformed to this world. Okay? Uh, If it wasn't possible for us to be conformed to this world, he wouldn't tell us not to be conformed to this world. But here is, I believe, a major key for us not to be conformed into this mold that the world would like to put you in. It is to be transformed. It is to be changed from the inside to where the changes that happen on the inside work their way to the outside of your life. So, in verse 2 again, And be not conformed to this world. But be transformed. Well, how? By the renewing of your mind. I always think about Tony Cook when I read that verse. He said this, We are not transformed by the removal of our mind. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now here's a side thought. When you are diligently applying the principles of mind renewal, then you will be able to get into the perfect will and the perfect plan of God for your life. In other words, if I do not have a mindset for Him, if I do not have a mindset for His will and His word to be done in my life, it will be very difficult for me to enter into his perfect will. And God has a perfect will for your life. I mean today. We don't have to wait till the calendar turns to 2016. He's got a perfect will for your life today. But one way that you'll tap into that, in addition to being led by the Spirit of God is make sure that you are continuously renewing your mind by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And so, just as we must do something with our bodies, we also must do something with our minds. Right? Because, how many of you know, your mind, before you were born again... No matter how many degrees you had, your mind was under the dictates of the world system. See, the God of this world blinds the what? Blinds the minds of them which believe not. Well, blinds their minds to what? Blinds their minds to the truth. Blinds their minds to the light of God's word. And it is the entrance of his word that's going to give you some light. Hallelujah. And so as the word of the Lord enters into the heart of a man and a woman, 
And as their minds become set on things above and not on things of the earth, as their minds are accustomed to a new way of thinking, so shall their lives take a greater and different direction. A direction that a direction whose steps are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. The Bible says the steps of a good man. What are they? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And you're a good man. And you're a good woman. Amen? So what do you say we come under the commander-in-chief's way of thinking and way of doing things in our lives? Oh, glory to God. And so, um, if our thinking was already okay, our minds would not need to be renewed, would they? Now, the word renewed means to renovate. Now, many of you know the history of this church and the history of this building. This is actually the third facility that we've been in since you know, Pastor Brennan and I have been able to pastor the church for 34 years. Um, for a short period of time, we were over there um, in the Washington Manor area in San Leandro. Then we moved over to Marina High School from 1984 to 89. Tremendous days, good days. Um, and uh, that was a great season for our life and a life of the ministry. Then over in uh, 1990, we moved over to Royal Avenue. And we were there from 1990 to 2007. And those were great days in the church. And incidentally, that church building that we built over there is being used for the glory of God. There's another church over there right now. It's a great blessing. Amen. I, I went down memory lane the other week and, and went in there. And man, I tell you, the building really looks good. I can still remember the day that David Kelkagno and all those guys were out there lining it up outside. Well, what a blessing. And then, of course, we moved in here in August of of 2007. But now this building that we sit in, this was a movie theater. This was a six-screen movie theater owned by United Artists on five acres of land. Now, if you would have walked in here, uh, (laughs) I hear an old my from Wilma. If you would have walked in here and seen all that needed to be torn up, all that needed to be demolished... I mean, the room that we're sitting in was one of the main theaters. We had to move some walls out, move some walls in, bring the the ground up. We did some serious renovation. (laughs) And just as there were things that need to be torn up and removed and demolished in this building so that we could now enjoy a beautiful 36,000 square foot building, there's some things in our minds that need to be demolished. There's some things in our thinking that needs to be removed. There's some things in our minds that need to be renovated. You see, the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord is perfect. And it will convert the soul. That's what Psalm says. The word of God is perfect for you. The word of God is perfect for me. And it will convert our soul. It will change our way of thinking to where then we can be able to tap into his higher thoughts. 
You know that scripture in Isaiah talks about my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are higher than your ways. You know why that is? Because people hadn't been able to renew their minds to the word of God like you are able to do. But now, thank God, we can tap into the higher thoughts of God. Whoo, glory to God. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm liking it. Oh, thank you, Lord. And so, in the New Living Translation, I want to look at verse 2. The New Living Translation gives us a little bit of different viewpoint of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, now, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you. Let him do it. Allow him to do it. Invite him to do it. Let's pray this prayer with me right now. Lord God, good, good Father, in the name of Jesus, I invite you to transform me. Now don't be surprised if he starts dealing with you about some things. But when God deals with you, it's never, never to condemn you. It's to help you. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Do you need to change the way you think, or are you perfect right now? <laughs> changing the way you think. Then, and only then, you will learn <coughs> to know God's perfect, God's will for you, which is hard, tough, and because you just never know what God might do. No, that's not what it says. God's will for you is good and pleasing and perfect. Say this with me. My good, good Father's will for me is good, is perfect, and it is pleasing. So again, we choose what we let form us or we choose what we let transform us by choosing what we think on. God's thoughts, they are transforming. God's ways are way out beyond man's ways. And the thing about it is, we've got a privilege of having a book filled with his thoughts. Have you looked at it lately? Have you opened it lately? And have you seen his thoughts? Have you fed on your father's way of thinking? Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now let's look at the Amplified Version. I told you we we're going to look at several of these this morning. Amplified. Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Man, the world is superficial. 
We could meddle a while, but we're not into meddling. We're into preaching. (laughs) But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. By its new ideals and its new attitude. Amen. Say it with me. I got a new attitude. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Man, that's powerful. Philip's translation says it this way. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. But let God remold your minds from within. He that has begun a good work in you, I prophesied over you. He's going to complete it. He's going to perfect it until he returns. And I declare over your life that the very God of peace will transform you and keep you and cause your whole spirit and soul and body to be preserved blameless until he comes back. Oh, glory to God. I prophesy over us as a congregation, we're going to be kept intact and we're about to get in the best shape we've ever been in as a church. Glory to God, we're about to soar in 2016. No more flapping around the farmyard like a bunch of turkeys, but spreading our wings. We are going to soar with him in 2016. We're headed to new heights. We're headed to new ways. We're heading to higher heights in him. We're mounting up with our wings of eagles. Woo, glory to God. Amen. You know, an eagle, he may have to flap a couple times, but that's about it. He flaps a couple times just to kind of get the wind, but then, ooh, he spreads those wings. He soars. And you have wings of an eagle. You know what your wings are? Your wings are your faith. And with your faith, you catch the currents of the revelation of the wind of the Holy Spirit and you embrace what he's spoken to you through this word and by his spirit and you mount up and you begin to soar. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm mounting up. I'm mounting up with wings as an eagle. I might just preach that soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the message translation. The message translation of this Romans chapter 12. And we're going to look at verse 1 and verse 2 of this verse. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, of course. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work. And walking around life. And place it before God. I like that as an offering. As an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Did you know that's possible? It's possible to become so well adjusted to the culture that you don't even know it because it's the current of the world system. But that's not us, right? 
Instead, here's what we do. Instead, fix your attention on your good, good father. And you will be changed. From the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. Man, that's powerful. Well-formed maturity. Christ-like character and Christ-like qualities. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn me quickly over to Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Christ-like character and Christ-like qualities. Thank you. Colossians, the fourth chapter, verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you, always laboring fervently for you, that you may stand perfect and what? And complete in all the will of God. Hallelujah. And so pray this prayer for yourself on a regular basis. Pray this prayer opening your heart to the Lord. I pray, Lord God, that your qualities and your character would be developed in me so that I may stand perfect, complete in the entirety of your will for my life. And pray that for me. Pray that for one another. Okay. So, the evidence then of a renewed mind is transformation and change. Everyone say transformation Transformation. and change. change. I want to change for his glory. So, I know this for sure. One of the things I know for sure about change is this. It will involve adding and, sub- and subtracting things to and from my life. It will involve adding and subtracting things to and from my life. Nothing ever changes in our lives unless we do something different. There must be a putting on and a taking off to experience change. Now, we were just around our little baby granddaughter, Lucy Diane Thomas. What a cutie. She loves to dance. And she can't get on the dance floor and, you know, can't walk yet. But Lindy holds her. And when the music's playing, we have dance nights over at the house, you know. (laughs) And when the music comes on, she's kicking her little legs. And she's just having a big time. I'll tell you what, that girl's got soul. (laughs) She got soul. 
And of course, a baby like little Lucy needs their diapers changed. Right? No? Now, I never, I'll be honest with you, I never changed a lot of diapers in my life. But I know one thing for sure. That you got to remove the old. <laughs> Is that right? Is it, do I, I got that one right? You got you got to remove the old before you put on the new. You know, there's a spiritual principle there. Look at Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians the fourth chapter. We must put off the old man, in other words, how we used to be, and put on the new man, who we are in Christ. That's a process of change. That comes by the renewing of your mind. Ephesians 4, and I think it's verse 22 through 24. Glory to God. I'm sensing good things for you guys. I'm believing for great things for us as a church. Hallelujah. Not more of the same old, same old. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Would you guys read with me verse 22 through 24? Ready, let's read. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we see here the principle of putting off and putting on, but I believe that verse 23 is a major key, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, many Christians, I'm not saying this about you, they try to keep the old man and then put on the new. However, in order to experience change, we must get rid of the old, come on somebody, and then add the new. Now, I want to encourage myself, I want to encourage all of us this morning, let us embrace change rather than resist change. Change is not an enemy when it's directed by the head of the church. Change is your friend. Amen? Embrace it. Don't resist it. Face it. Don't run from it. Do it. Don't reject it. Live it. Don't deny it. Walk in those things that he's directing for your life this year. Amen. Embrace it. Don't resist it. One of the reasons why people don't change is they fear change. Another reason why people don't change is because they think that it's admitting to themselves and to others a weakness in their life. 
That's what keeps people out of change and into the same old, same old. Oh, I, I don't know if I can change. No, you can do all things through Christ would strengthen you. You can do this by, listen, the grace of God. Yeah, but if, if I admit that I need to change, then what will people think of me? Other people's minds are no place for you to think about. How people view you and think about you, you'd love the whole world just to be crazy about you, but hey, if they hated him, they may just hate you also. What will people think? What will people say? Who cares what people think? Who cares what people say? It's how you think and what you say and what your good, good father has said about you that counts. It is not a weak person that admits that they're powerless without him. It's a strong person that says, without him, I can't do anything. In myself, I'm nothing. In myself, I can do nothing. But thank God I'm not without him. Oh, hallelujah. I said, thank God we're not without him. We're not without heaven's help. The Holy Ghost came down on the day of Pentecost as your helper, as your strengthener, as your enabler to do God's perfect will in your life. So don't let fear keep you out of your wealthy place in God. Don't let pride cause you to fall. But come before the King of Kings. And come boldly to the throne of grace. Call on him for help. And you'll stand tall. Hallelujah. I said you're going to stand tall. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Pride calls you to fall. But coming before him. Asking for his help. It'll enable you to stand tall. Look at your neighbor and say I'm standing tall. I'm standing strong. In this day and this hour. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Embrace change rather than resist it. Look at James chapter 1. Y'all good today? Okay, James chapter 1. Let's look at verses 21 through 25. So... Lay aside then things from your past and receive the word of God with a gentle, humble, and teachable spirit. Okay? Now, James chapter 1 says that to us. Verse 21, Wherefore lay apart or lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive... Everyone say receive, receive with meekness. The word meekness means a humble spirit, a teachable spirit. The engrafted word, the word engrafted there means implanted. In other words, get this word down here. Which is able to do what? Save your souls. Now many people look at that word save your souls as, well, to get born again. 
It's not talking about being born again there. It's talking to people that are born again to be humble, to be teachable, and to receive this engrafted word, and it will renew or save or restore, amen, or convert their soul. Amen. Amen? And then in verse 22 it says, But be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of what? Well, the context is receiving. 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 Being teachable. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23. For if any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like unto a, a, a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he looks at himself, goes his way, straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Read verse 25 with me, and, and we're going to shout on this one. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man. Amen. So, concluding statement in Scripture is found in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. My good, good Father wants all of us to go from one level of glory to the next. Now say this with me. My good, good Father wants all of us and wants me to go from one level of glory to the next. Now say this with me. And change will make that possible. In other words, no impossible. Possible. Possible. All things are possible. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18 says, But we all, that's all of us here this morning, with open face, open hearts, open face, beholding or looking as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We are changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's look at that from the Amplified Version. So make a decision that you're going to align your thoughts with His Word. Amplified says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, Keith Moore says, what you behold is what you become. As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We are constantly being changed. Oh, that's awesome. I want to be constantly changed. Because when I look at Mark Thomas after the flesh, I see a man that needs to change. Therefore, here's what we do. We continue to behold the Word of God as in the mirror of the glory of the Lord are constantly being changed into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 
and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is that Spirit. Stand up, everybody. Let's give God praise for what we've heard today. Lord, we give you praise. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Changed by the power of God. In Jesus' name, praise God.